So we'll be talking to you in this next section about kingdom businesses, okay? Um, the, what I refer to kingdom businesses, starting a business. I know um, some of you might be thinking about businesses, maybe your own businesses, or maybe you're thinking, me, a business owner? No way, right? Um, I was there. I was in the last bracket. I, I was like, had no financial IQ. Um, I was trained in business in high school. I was on top of my state for, for entrepreneurship. And I just never decided to go into business. I just decided maybe I didn't know enough. Maybe I didn't, you know, I had all these excuses, all these reasons in my head. But something I want to tell you is that God wants you to prosper. He does. Because if, if we look at jobs, not that jobs are bad, but if, maybe I should turn it down so they don't hear out there. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm teasing, sorry. But if we look at jobs, jobs are a form of slavery. Plain and simple. Slavery. Because if you work for somebody else, you're making them rich. You understand what I'm saying? Plain and simple. You're making them rich. And you're selling your time for what you value it for. The world will tell you, no, no, it's on your qualifications and your training and everything else. And that, that's what we place value on. No, it's, it's what we placed value on that determines that. Okay? So it's very simple. So one thing I started talking to God about is basically maximizing my time. So, I, you know, everybody know what leverage is, right? So with the seesaw, if we move the, the fulcrum over, the, the center part, if we move it all the way over to one side and there's only a little bit left on the seesaw, does it take a lot of force to lift the other side? Yes, it does. But if you move that, that center point, that fulcrum, all the way to the other side and there's more on your side and you barely touch it, the other side goes up immediately. Right? You, you see? I'm talking about, so you want to leverage your time for the gospel, for the kingdom. Right? Not only that, but you want to make it exponential. You don't want to just do it to where you're getting added back to, like a job. You want to do it to where it's multiplying back to you. Right? So I can go into a lot of parables and talk about exactly what Jesus is talking about. You see, the Jews talked about money more than everything else. And in the church today, nobody wants to talk about money. Right? But he talks about money more than everything else. Not because he wanted it. Because money makes an excellent tool. Right? Horrible God, excellent tool. Money is a horrible God, but it's an excellent tool. So the world makes God their money, or money God, right? That's why it says you can't serve two masters. You can't serve mammon, and you can't serve God. It doesn't even say the devil. It doesn't even bring up the devil. The devil's not even in the picture. It's money, right? So you see, a lot of people, they will work, and they will do things to earn money. So they can buy more things more stuff, and they enter into what we call the rat race. 
Right? Everybody's seen the little hamster with the little wheel and he's just running in circles or he's just running in, in place and the wheel's spinning, but he's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. And it's a lot of what happens with us is we spin our wheels a lot and we go nowhere. Yeah, but I have dreams. I have aspirations. I want I want to see the kingdom of God. I want to, I want to be able to travel at leisure and, and see all kinds of things happen, right? This is, this is my heart's desire. So I started talking to God about it and understand my, my circumstances is a little different, and I'll explain that in a second. But I started telling God, God, I want to start a business that doesn't eat up all my time. Because everybody who has businesses, it eats up your time, right? Eats up your time with your family. Eats up your time for ministry, for God. It does. Just because that's the nature of business. You're managing a lot of people. It's basically like having your own churches. And some people have multiple. Uh, I was with a friend this, this uh, last weekend before we came. And he's got like seven different businesses. All way different. Contractor. Um, he actually opened up a personal care home. So he has, you know, like a nurse or somebody there taking care of people. And he's doing all this so he has an opportunity to go in and pray for people. What, they're going to tell him how to run his own company? Right? So <laughs> he's doing all these different things that generate income and freeze his time. And so he's like, I understand what you're saying, but it's eating up all your time right now, right? And he's like, yeah. So basically what I'm going to show you is something to maximize your time. So when I started my business online, you know how many hours a week I worked on my business? Like really worked on my business. How many hours a week? Any guesses? Anybody? What? One hour? I wish. <laughs> One hour. <laughs> One hour a week would be awesome. One hour a day? No, no. No. Twelve hours a day? No. No. I've, it's actually, um, he's closest to it. I spent ten hours a week. Working on my business. 10 hours a week. And in the first month, I made uh, four or $5,000. This is profit. I'm not talking about gross. I'm, I'm talking about profit. Four or $5,000. Next, next month, it jumped. I made $50,000. Next month, it jumped again. Made $70,000, something like that. And so what I learned was to take a system, make a system, put it into place, and it frees your time. Right? So I'm going to teach you a way to do this with no overhead, unless you want overhead. Okay, what anybody know what overhead is? Well, besides the business people, <laughs> overhead is, is basically saying product that you have to store yourself, right? Because it costs you money and it's not making you money because it's sitting in a warehouse somewhere, right? 
Also, or should I say very little overhead. And also you have to pay people to ship it, to inventory it, to um, basically take the orders. You have to pay salespeople to sell them, right? So you see, it basically it, all the, the overhead and then the utilities, the building, all this comes into play. A lot of people, they don't think that way. They think, oh, well, they have a business and they make money. No, 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 no. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving parts. Don't, don't pay for your building. See what happens. Right? There'll be a note on the door. You have been relocated. <laughs> right? Very simple. So we're going to teach you how to cut all of that out. And that way you can be financially free. But if your motive is greed, that's why I was talking about motive the first time. If your motive is greed, you will sink your company faster than the Titanic. Okay? You will sink your company fast. Because you're thinking more dollars, more cents. And so you fall into the trap of the rat race and you make God your money. You make money your God. Sorry. And so it's very important that you always keep your attention on God because he is ultimately your source. So I'm going to teach you some very basic principles. Okay? So you're going to do some brainstorming right now. So I'm going to give you some, some things. Write these down. You want a small item that people use every day. Okay? Small item people use every day. Like toothbrush, coffee, tea. Right? Think of something that people use every day. Toilet paper, sugar, right? All these things, think about it. You just find, write a list of what you would like to sell. Understand, it could be knives. It could be, you know, like pocket knives for whittling and stuff, not stabbing people, okay? Understand, like, <laughs> you want to bless your knives. You want it to be holy, right? Um, you can sell shoes. You can sell, I mean, all kinds of stuff. The what? Petroleum? Oil? <laughs> or gas? <laughs> Petrol? <laughs> so there's all these different things. I really don't go into petrol a whole lot, but it's just, you know, think, just think of something that you want to sell. What are your likes? Because if something you like, then it's not a business. It's, it's just something you like to do. You understand what I'm saying? You want, to, you want something that you like dealing with. Because then it's never a headache. So before I started my online business, I was an entrepreneur. I was basically um, fixing electronics. Tablets, phones, computers, um, game systems. I specialized in game systems. Because it's what people were willing to pay the most for to fix. Right? Everybody loves their games. And so I was able to charge more for it, and it was very simple for me to fix things. And you know I went to school to learn that? Anybody know? YouTube. 
I learned it on YouTube. Now, I watched a lot of movies, I mean videos, right? Before I decided, settled on one. Because I also used the wisdom that I had and knowledge I have. I just watched one video and then do exactly what they did and then repeat their mistake. I would watch multiple, right? Because you have to educate yourself in the market. So understand, anytime you go into like business, so um, there's different markets, right? So we go into real estate, what is it dealing with? Houses, buildings, properties, right? That's a market. So we go into food, that's a market. If we go, go into um, apparel, that's a market. Right? You, you see what I'm saying? Hygiene, that's a market. So you need to basically start off by choosing what you'd like. So I, I would say write 10 things down that you would like to sell. Okay? Just keeping it very simple. And so, let me check this out. Yeah. So in the United States, this designer bottle, this brand, would be Febreze. Free Breeze. Right? That would be the name of this bottle. Is that the name on here? No? No, it's not. Exact same bottle, exact same application, probably says the exact same thing in the back. Maybe it's owned by the same company. Different label. You know what we call this? Private label. Private label, write it down. Private label, okay? So when I had my business, what I did is I already, I piggybacked off of the current marketing. So what I did is I just focused on selling something that people already wanted, just used. I made a lot of money doing it that way. If I would have known what I know today, I would have made millions. Again, with little effort, little effort. So um, there's a number of companies you can use, and we'll get to that in a second. I'm trying not to jump ahead of myself. I get excited. I want to tell everything all at once, you know. <laughs> because it is exciting. Imagine having financial liberty to do whatever you want, when you want. What if you're making money without having to take phone calls or anything else, being on the other side of the world? Maybe you're ministering in an orphanage in, in Fiji or South America, or Australia, or New Zealand. Or you just travel throughout India. No problem. Finances aren't a problem. Would you like that? No? Okay, maybe I'm talking to the wrong crowd. <laughs> You'd like that, right? So that's, that's basically what we're getting at. Like uh, Manaj and some of the others, they started working, uh, selling t-shirts, right? Perfect. But you need to maximize it. How do you maximize it? Well, people will tell you, well, you need to start your own website. Uh, wrong. Why? Because the next thing you have to do is drive traffic to your website. 
right? You have to drive people to your website. So what do you want to use? What do you want to utilize? What, if, what does everybody use today on a regular basis? Anyone? Online what? Okay. Facebook. Facebook. Shopping sites. Shopping sites. Right? Like Amazon. Um, Y'all have eBay here? eBay. eBay. Um, there's Etsy. There's all kinds of stuff. So maybe you like creating stuff. Well, I like creating decorations like uh, necklaces, uh, hair ties, scarves, you know, different things like that. Do it? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. And so, you see, you will get your tea. <laughs> Look for things you're more likely to buy because then you have a motivated buyer, right? So, um, in basically in business, we have motivated buyers and we have motivated sellers, and we love them both, okay? Because when you're a buyer, you want a motivated seller because you get it cheaper, right? You can go to the market. In some, some places, you can talk them down from the price they're asking. They're expecting you to talk them down from the price you're asking. Same thing with housing, right? They'll tell you, oh, I want this much for it when it's really valued here because they want to have that room to talk, so you can talk them down, okay? So you want a motivated buyer, somebody who's already looking for your product and it'll go to a place that's familiar to them so they can buy it, okay? So this works on every single site, okay? It's not very complicated, it's not very hard. It's very easy. So we've, we've got, you've chosen a product and you choose a site, I would say start with one. You can start with multiple if you're daring. But if, you want to, if you're going to make mistakes, it's easier to make it on one platform and not multiple. Okay? Or should I say, you want to make it on one website, not on multiple websites. Because if you get it down on one site, you can use that in every other site and make a lot of money very fast. I only used eBay. I used eBay. It made a lot of money very fast. Friends started bringing me their stuff. Their junk. They were going to throw it away. So can you sell this? I look up the value, right? So I didn't just look up the price of what they were sold for or what, they were, what the used price would be. I looked up the value what somebody was willing to pay for it. And then I tried to sweeten the deal by going under slightly because it'll drive people to your product, right? So the tea you're drinking, she's an example. Let's say, what's, what's the common price for a cup of tea? 10, 12? About 10? Okay, we'll go with 10. We heard 10 the most. Maybe somebody's drinking the, the premium brand, right? For 12. 12. And they get the better, the richer brand, right? <laughs> and so, 
it's 10. But what if I go to the same company, can get the exact same product, it costs me five, and I sell it for nine. Same taste, different name on the box. Right? Do you know companies do that? It's called private labeling. So in the United States, it's very evident. You can go into one of our supermarkets, right? And you'll see all the name brands, and then you see all the off brands. And you can start identifying what company makes what in the off brand, and because it's way cheaper, right? One selling a brand, the other one selling a product. Whenever they have a recall, all of a sudden, the off-brand disappears, and so does the name brand off the shelf. So it tells you they own that, that brand. They're, they own the off-brand. So they're making money multiple ways. So if you jump on Amazon, I can show you some tools, um, which I plan on doing. Um, I'll make some videos so I can show you, walk you through it so you can kind of see the different things. You'll see the people that own most of the brands on Amazon are the same companies selling the exact same products, different prices with different names. Yeah, different labels on them. And they're making lots of money. In the United States, the best way to, um, like you say, you open a convenience store for petrol, right? You want to sell petrol. <laughs> and um, you open a convenience store. It's not good to open just one convenience store. So you open a convenience store. What's the name of a petrol station here, like a gas company? Exxon. Exxon? What's another one? HP. HP? Shell. Shell? Okay. Oh. I'm familiar with... Exxon and Shell. So let's say what you would do is you would open on. Let me show you. You would find an intersection, right? Not not curling, but straight, right? And you would open a store right here. You would also open a store right here. This one would be Exxon. This one would be Shell. Do you know that? If you go to any place and you see multiple stores, look it up. Same owner. Same owner. Different name. Same owner. What are they doing? They're winning either way. With the United States, we're really big on franchises, right? We got McDonald's, we got Burger King, we got KFC, we got all these different franchises. And the people who own one franchise quickly learn if I'm going to put a McDonald's, right? I'm going to put a, a big M here, then I want to buy a Burger King, put a Burger King there, in a, or across the street, right? Over here, I would do chicken, KFC, um, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? 
And over here, I would put a church's chicken. So what are you doing? You're creating a hub driving all the traffic to where you're at. Right? Because what's the first thing you think? Oh, there's a bunch of businesses there. There's a bunch of places I can eat. I can go there and make my choice. And usually, when you see a community of these, it's the same owner. Smart. Very smart, right? So what we do is whenever people do this, they're thinking locally. Is it bad to think locally? No, it's not bad to think locally. It, you, can, you can do it. You can make money. You, can, you live comfortably that way. It, this will eat up your time. Okay? So let me show you a better way. Online. So on an average basis, Amazon visitors a day. Okay? About 200 million people. Every day. You don't get that in traffic going back and forth down the street. Right? These are potential customers. How many of you jump online and you're looking for something? And then you get distracted by something else. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, I'm going to buy that. And you end up buying multiple things that you weren't even interested in. Right? That's what this does. eBay. The traffic is in the 100 millions. Think about this. People are happy with tens of thousands of people entering their store on a monthly basis. Right? This is daily. Daily. So I, I got the app for eBay and I put it on my phone so I can keep track of my sales. Right? And I fell in love with the sound. Cha-ching! Right? That's, that's what it makes whenever you sell something. It goes, cha-ching. And every time we would put up a product, it would sell because we had established there's, there's something else that's important once you start a business. And that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reputation. Right? Reputation. So reputation equals, any business people? Where's the reputation come from? Quality. That's one part. Plus what else? Customer service. So what? Um, yeah, you, oh. sorry for my handwriting, that's why I have Daisy right. That's why they say I'm a doctor at heart, right? Nobody can understand my writing except for myself. 
So reputation is based on the quality of your product and the customer service you provide. So some companies, major companies out there, have horrible quality, great customer service, and they're making billions. Some people only have quality and very bad customer service, and they're making billions. When you have both, Bible says, Proverbs says, if you have a good name is more to be desired than fine gold and choice silver. Right? So you want to operate in integrity and honor, always doing the best possible. Is people going to try to take advantage of you? Always. Always. That's the nature of the fallen man. Sometimes it's better just to take the hit keep a good reputation, right? And you'll see. But if, if everything you sell is coming back, okay, time for you to change product. No good, very bad product. As far as where you're getting it manufactured from. So a lot of stuff that I sold was manufactured in China. A lot of stuff that you have available to you here in India ends up in the United States, four or five times the price which you would pay for it here. Do you know that? You have incredible opportunity living here in India. Incredible opportunity. The shirts that you have, that quality, we pay $30 plus in the United States for. For that quality, easy. People look for quality. Comfort, everything. Like Daisy, she can tell you. She's very picky on that stuff. <laughs> the fabric cannot scratch you when you move. I mean, like, she's very picky. <laughs> and so, like me, I'm like, what? That scratches you? I never noticed before. <laughs> but it, it's, it's very interesting, but everybody's different, right? So it's, it's important to pay attention. Pay attention to things. A lot of people overlook that I can I can I can probably buy this for two fifty a bottle and sell it for um, I'm talking about in the United States right two fifty a bottle in the United States at the store. You know how much this costs? Probably ninety cents a dollar twenty. So you yeah two fifty on sale. It's usually like three bucks or so. Yeah, three or four dollars. Okay. That's not the point. So, <laughs> see, thanks. You, you threw off my mojo. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, joking. Um, so, when you're when you're thinking of a product, something that also that you want to pay attention to is the weight. Okay. You want because you have to pay extra for shipping. People pay attention to that when you order something. Do you look at the weight? How much the shipping cost is going to be to get it to you before you make your final decision? You don't? You do? Who does? Most people do, right? You're special. <laughs> so, so it's just, you know, paying attention because you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. So what do you think really drives sales on Amazon and eBay? 
Anybody? Free shipping. Right? So again, we look for value. What's the value of a product? So understand, everything on your list it might, have, might not have the right value. It might be negative value for what you would, you would pay for it. You understand what I'm saying? Let me clarify a little bit. So let's, for instance, let's, let's do an example. Can you erase that for me, please? Let's do an example. Let's, let's use this again. Yes, all of it. All right, so let's say I, I find that I can, I can buy this, get my own label on it, right? Because it means I'm going to have to get somebody to design it, which there's websites for, and there's plenty of people who can do it for super cheap. That way, you can maximize your time strategizing on how you're going to grow your business. Very simple. So let's say I, I've got this can I completely produced. Maybe out-of-pocket fee from the very beginning is realistically $100 to get everything for that. Okay? So I'm thinking USD. It's obviously will change here because it's... I'm using USD because I'm familiar with it, okay? It could be way different for rupees. It should be a lot cheaper, in, in depending on what area you're getting it from, right? So let's say the set that is up, that's a one-time cost. One-time. Ah. Sorry. Here. A one-time cost. She'll make it look pretty and readable. <laughs> Right? But every time I order one of these from the company, I might have a minimum order. So I might need to order 100. But with every manufacturing company, the more you order, the cheaper it is. Right? That's how you maximize your bang for the buck. So understand, when you start, you might only be ordering the minimum. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Do not despise small beginnings. Okay? It's better to make a mistake with a small order than to buy a huge order and you're in the hole. Why, I, I thought, you know, temporary tattoos would be really cool to sell, but now I have 100,000 of them in my closet. This didn't happen to me. I'm just giving an example, okay? I have 100,000 of them in my closet and I can't even give them away. What I do, I just lost out all that money because I wasn't smart enough to test the market. So you want a minimum order. You want to do a small, a small quantity, okay? Because then you can see, okay, will people buy this? And understand, you might not sell them right away, super fast, because there's other components, there's other moving parts. And I can tell you that the only thing that really matters it's not what you're selling, it's how will you present it. So what I do when I'm deciding I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell something, okay? Now, um, let me clarify that as I, I do not sell anything now. God wants me to focus completely on what he wants me to do and he's, he's taking care of everything else, okay? So like I said, I completely trust him for everything. And not that having a business means you don't trust God. Actually, it means you trust God way more than everybody else because... 
God's the one who brings you your clientele, right? Amen? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be sitting with a business and no money. Really? God brings you the increase. And so when God gives it to you, he, he what does the Bible say? It says, ah, what's the scripture? He addeth no sorrow, right? There you go. Blessing of the Lord makes you rich and addeth no sorrow. Because I can tell you, I've worked with some businesses and I had a lot of sorrow. I was like, Lord, do I have to go to work today? <laughs> right? I had a lot of sorrow. But the blessing of God makes you rich and addeth no sorrow. So understand, everything you put your hands to is blessed. So you will be blessed. Period. Okay? So understand that. Understand that anywhere you go, you carry the, ba the blessing and the favor of God. Don't just say it. Believe it. Trust it. And I guarantee you, when you go into a restaurant, pay attention. Nobody's there when you show up. Within 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's packed out. Right? Anybody ever noticed that before? It's not because they saw you sitting there and they're like, oh, they look like cool people, so this must be a good place to eat. No, it's because of the favor of God is drawing them to you. So imagine owning your own business, understanding that. You see what I'm saying? He brings people to you. Okay? So let's look at this. Let's go back to this. I'm sorry. Went on a little bunny trail. So real quick, um, let's say we, we, we can get this manufactured um, for a cost of 245 $2.45. But I can only sell it for $2.50. Is that worth selling? Is it worth selling? You can answer. You don't just shake your head. Say, no, it's not. Because the Amazon has a fee. Amazon, <laughs> sorry, eBay, they all have fees. So if you sell something, they get a percentage. So even if I sold at this, let's say um, 10%, right? So that's another 25 cents. Um, yeah, 25 cents, right? So I've got to add this to this, and then, right? Oh, I'm sorry, this to this, and then, then subtract it. So it comes out to 275 $4, I mean $2.45. Is that a great deal? If you like losing money, you don't do it. It's a bad deal. Wipe it off the table. No. Try to find a better manufacturer, somebody else. We can do it. Manufacturers are expecting you to bargain with them. Don't go with the first number they shout out at you. Always do. Is this the best you can do? So I write this down. This is something you want to say to every manufacturer you talk to. You're going to have to do some calling. 
Okay, you have to do some more leg work. It's gonna take it's gonna take some time to get it up and running. But what you want to tell them is I am a new company and I I will be ordering large volumes in a short amount of time. Are you lying? No. Because you understand you carry the blessing of God. You will be ordering large volumes in a very short amount of time. I guarantee it. <laughs> She's trying to whisper to me, and I was like, what? I don't understand what you said. <laughs> but you're speaking it into existence. That's what you said. Okay. Right? So you're prophesying even over your own business. It's important. Speak to your business and tell it what it's going to do. Just like if you prayed for somebody, right? You, you tell their body what it's going to do. You tell the soul what it's going to do. You tell the spirit what it's going to do. You're going to be saved. We just don't see it that way. But it's actually what we're doing, right? If you declare that Jesus is your Lord, you will be saved. What did I do? I told them what's, what they're going to do that leads to salvation, right? So it's very simple. You do the same thing with your business. Business, you will prosper. You will have people in you that are faithful, that are loyal, that are honest, that are integral, right? Because at some point... It's better for you to pay somebody a wage to do all the shipping and the labeling and everything for you, right? So what are you doing? You're, you're creating an atmosphere maybe for believers, right? Or providing for somebody's family. It's not a bad thing. Okay? They're helping you. You're helping them. You want it to be win-win. But you want to be able to bless them as much as possible because God sees the intents of your heart. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? So anyways, so go back to this. So let's say um, we find an excellent supplier of air freshener. They have a different bottle, a different look, but it doesn't matter, right? Because you can sell whatever you put your hands on. So let's say you get it for a dollar twenty. Huh? Oh. What's a currency for y'all for air freshener? Yeah, rupees. Two hundred? Two fifty? Okay. So So is it okay in dollars? Okay, okay, because it was mine. <laughs> so let's say I get it for $2.20, right? And understand that's with shipping, that's production costs, and everything for 100 So that costs me, well, multiply by 100 yeah, 120 bucks. Okay? Right, for 100 this is a price for 100 Okay? So, for 100 which for air freshener, you're probably going to have to order a minimum of 1000 Please understand. Okay, it just depends. I don't know. The market here in India, something, 
you're going to have to research. You're going to have to do the legwork for and learn. Okay? So let's say that's it. So this is what I need to get over. This is, this is my loss starting out, my investment. Okay? See, it is investment. So here, remember, we can sell it for $2.50 plus $0.25. Cents. So two seventy-five is what it's going to... It's going to um, basically, no, no, I'm all confused in my own math. Sorry. So the cost is 145 and I can sell it for 250 right? So then that's a dollar five on every single one you sell. So let's say in a week, Maybe two weeks, because that's how long it'll take you to sell it. In a week or two weeks, you will make all this money back. So you'll make 100 of them, 105 in profit. So cover your costs, right? Now, here's a mistake you do not want to make. You want to write this down. Don't spend this money. Don't spend it. What do you think you need to do? Reinvest. Your goal is to get this number high enough that it replaces your income. Because right now you're doing fine living without it, right? I hope, I pray, yes, yes. <laughs> so you already don't have it anyways, right? So just take this money and reinvest it. So maybe this time, you know, that's close to that. Maybe you can find an extra $15. And you, you double your order. You get 200 items, right? So the 200 items you sell, and that ends up being 500 dollars in sales, right? And then that's 210 profits. Right? All I did was multiply it by two, right? And then you do it again. Take this money, reinvest it all together. What happens? You can order more. You can order more. You can order more. You start establishing brand recognition. People start seeing the brand. Oh, I like that smell. I like that flavor. Yeah, yeah. Let me try the other flavors. Oh, so now I just, you can branch into different varieties, right? So we have Hawaiian scents, which I don't think smells like Hawaii at all, um, right? You can have vanilla, however you spell it, right? Um, <laughs> what's another flavor? Coconut? And then uh, Tide Dragon Fruit. Oh, Thai. Oh, sorry. Tide, I'm put DF for Dragon Fruit. Okay, so you can get 100 of this one, 100 of this one, 100 of this one, 100 of this one. Right? But you want to pay attention what's selling the most. This is very simple. I understand you're intelligent. You can figure this out on your own. I'm just stating the obvious. Okay? 
So basically you want to figure out what's selling the most and you want to carry that in stock the most. So let's say we don't do that. Let's say we do cell phone covers. Everybody needs a cell phone cover and they need to protect their investment, right, in their phone, especially because phones can cost a lot of money, depending on what you get. Why do you think I have this case on my iPad? Military grade case on my iPad. I can drop it, it can get ran over, it will survive. Okay? That's what it's built for. So, let's say you want to sell cases. You can find cases made in China, everything else, they'll slap your logo on it for free. They'll put your logo on there. It could be the exact same case, just make sure wherever you're at, you know, you're not violating any copyrights or anything like that, obviously, right? And you can sell the exact same case, different name. So you want to look at it, it's like, well, this is very hard outer case. It's got, you know, three layers of protection. It's got a, a face cover, right, to, to protect your screen. It's a bifold, means it opens up. It also acts as a stand. So you look at a product, you look at something, and you figure out all the benefits of the product. What do you think you're going to use that for? Your marketing. The more buzzwords and things you have in your description, the more it will show up on search sites as Google, Yahoo, um, Bing, MSN, like all these different search sites, it will show up because you have all these words. So when somebody searches for it, what do you think is going to pull up first? Your ad. Okay? So it's very simple. So something I look for when I go to a website, can you erase it for me again, please? Is I look for a, a product that's very common. People use like tea, right? And I look at the very first page. If I go to eBay, I look at, I'm going to draw my web page here. So please have some mercy on me on my my art skills. <laughs> you did a great job with my handwriting. Do the art skills too, please. Okay. So on the top of the page, you might have 25 to 50 products, right? You might have a picture and then a short description and then the price. Right? Whenever you look something up, it shows a picture, description, price. It's very easy. You look down the list and you say, oh, okay, well, I like this one. What I look for is something there that they're missing. I look for top things. No pictures. They might have a picture here. As soon as you open up the ad, what's there? No pictures. So what do you think is important when you list an ad? Lots of pictures. And you can pay somebody five bucks and they'll go and take out the background and make it white all behind it, right? And then you can make it even 3D where they can turn it around and everything else. Technology is awesome nowadays, okay? Very simple, very easy to the point. And so when you show ease of use and even maybe a little video showing somebody using it, people are 200% more likely to buy. Right?
So what else do you think is important? Reviews, right? You see something with five stars? Are you going to pick something with five stars over three stars? Five stars, right? Because it's telling you, hey, this is a better product. That's what you think immediately. But in reality, it could be somebody just didn't like that brand. They didn't, they didn't like the way it looked, the way it sprayed out the can. And it's just them being picky. It happens. It happens in business a lot, right? So the thing is, is I look for somebody with low reviews. Because that means I can knock them off that first page and become number one very quickly. If I can, did you know that most sales are done on the first page of your search on any internet sell site? Most people stay here on the first page. It decreases by 50% on the second page. 75% by the third page. Do you know that? So what's your goal? First page. So nowadays, they have cool things that they didn't have whenever I was, I had my business up and running, is they have ads. So as soon as you meet all the requirements, you put good pictures, you put up, let's say, I look for bad descriptions as well. Right, and something that doesn't give enough information. So obviously you do the opposite. You make a really good description, use a lot of buzzwords, you make sure it's fully understandable what you're, what you're presenting. You wanna use a lot of pictures, even a video. You wanna have great reviews. Understand when you first start, you're not gonna have any reviews, but it's all about customer service, right? Somebody has an issue, they're more likely to give you a good review if you help deal with their issue and do it speedily, okay? So that's where my eight out of 10 hours a week went to. It's very easy to do with people because it's all over the internet. You're not on the phone with them. You say, oh, how may I help you? Well, I had this issue with your product. Oh, okay, would, would it be okay if we send you a brand new one for free? What is that gonna cost you? It's gonna cost you some money. You might lose some money, but overall, you're gaining what? Reputation. A positive review. Right? So, for instance, um, one of the, the bad things I did is I, I, I got into cell phone chargers. Right? Now understand, the only reason it was bad is because I had a bad supplier. The manufacturing company I was buying them from did a horrible job making these chargers. You know what I sold them for? Anybody? Three dollars. You know what I bought it for? One dollar. So it was 200% above my cost. So every time I sold one, I could buy two more. Problem was, they weren't good enough quality to last. So I ended up giving two of them away for free and made zero. Just to end up on top. Because in eBay and even Amazon, well, Amazon goes by the product, right? So the reviews go to the product itself.
But in eBay, the reviews go to the seller. Okay? So anybody who makes a review, it's like they're reviewing you, not your product. So you want good reviews. Okay? You understand? So sometimes you might just need to do a refund. It might be cheaper to do a refund. Sometimes they don't want a refund. Sometimes they just want the product. So understand, work with them. Understand what, um, what they're wanting, what they're asking for, and make sure that you can get it to them, okay? So again, you want to be on the front page. So at first, you might need to spend a little money, make an ad that puts you on this first page, okay? But then you'll see, I was selling 200 cases in one day. In one day. You know how much I was making off each case? $2.50. Yes. Yes. Yep. You know how long it took me to pack everything once I got a system in place? I did it in 45 minutes. 200. 45 minutes or less. It was once you, you, systems are important. Systems are very important. It's a process, right? So I created a system that whenever something would sell, it would print out from my computer and it would sit in the printer. So all I had to do is go and grab the, the printouts, just double check them to the cells, right? And then I would cut out the shipping label because they send you the shipping label when somebody sells, right? Because they pay for the shipping unless you put free shipping and then you have to pay for it yourself. You know, there's different things there, okay? Understand what I'm saying? So however you work it, make a system that works for you. And you want something light because increases your shipping cost, okay? And you understand it's a simple math, simple understanding. It's not, it's not complicated. Yeah, it's, if, plus if it's light, it's cheaper. I, self, I would send two cell phone cases in one package, cost me the exact same to ship both of them. So it's like I saved my shipping on one of them, bless you. Right? You see the importance of it. You want it small. You don't want it 60 you know, inches long, then it's an odd shape and it costs just as expensive as sending something that's 200 pounds. So you want something that can fit, simple, small, somebody, everybody uses every day. A box of tea, right? You want to pay attention. How, do you, how are you going to box it so it doesn't get damaged by the time it gets to them? Take all these things into account and if you need to write down how much it's going to cost you, make sure you sit down you, you plan out all your cost first before you start selling, okay? Shipping, packaging, you know, printing, the fees, and then the cost to get it, right? And you'll see, I was buying these um, cases for like $18. I was selling them for 30 but after all the, the cost and everything, the shipping, because I did free shipping, I was making, I was, okay, so 
let me explain free shipping. My wife's like, make sure they understand free shipping. So I listed it on eBay as free shipping, okay? So is the shipping free? No, somebody's always paying for it. Either you or the customer, right? So what I do is I figured if I sold them for $25, that would be an awesome deal plus shipping, which would be another $5. Right? But if people see this, they don't like it compared to $30 free shipping. Because they don't know how much they're going to pay for shipping. Because here they don't know how much they're going to pay for shipping, right? Here, they like, everybody likes the word free, right? Everybody likes the word free. So what does it tell them immediately? Winner, right here. I select this one every time. All I did was add my shipping cost into my what I'm going to sell it for, and I sold it. Okay, so 200 a day. I started building up. I got up to a thousand a day. A thousand cases a day. Look at that. Thousand. It's, this is profit, so $250 USD a day in profit. How would you like that? Hmm? So I found a way to get my money to make me money. I got my money to work for me that produces a greater reward. So could I have priced this at $45, $35? Easy. But remember what I said, it's not about greed. Something that, that has made one of the most successful uh, companies in the United States is called Walmart. Anybody heard of Walmart? Everybody's heard of Walmart? Okay. Walmart focuses on what? Being low price, how do they keep their prices low? Buying bulk. Buying massive amounts of products. Right? So pay attention. They might only make maybe a dollar on each item in profit. But they do it in bulk. So when they sell an item, they're selling hundreds and thousands of these things. Hundreds of thousands. So making, in a day, a lot of money. Is this complicated? Is this too complicated? See how simple it is? And you can set this up very easily online. You know how long it took me to set up? 30 minutes. We can jump on a computer right now, all of us, and set up an account, get it ready for selling in 30 minutes. And if you already have your pictures, if you already have your product, you already have what you're going to sell it for, you're already ahead of the game. You can have it all set up in an hour and be selling in an hour. 
You can be making money on hiking shoes or backpacks or, or whatever. You decide what you want to sell and you, you find a good price for it and you sell it. But you want to do it with, remember what's the secret word? Private label. So when you talk to manufacturers, ask them, can I get my own brand name printed on this thing? Yes? Okay. How much will that cost? Is it a one-time setup fee? Sometimes it's a setup fee. It'd be 75 bucks. Maybe 250. Right? It might, well, again, understand I'm thinking USD. It could be way cheaper here in India, especially if you're working here in India. Right? Buying companies. Yes? Um, no. When you were getting stuff from China, you needed some import export license? No. Yeah, if I'm buying crates of stuff, which we ultimately want to get to, right, then yes, you have to have a, a, um, an, an import license and they tax you on it and everything else. So that's something in the future to be thinking about. But if it's, if it's small, then normally, well, in the United States, they don't charge you any taxes for it. Yeah, well, there's it's things to pay attention to and make sure you take that into account. But if it's a one-time fee, then it's worth it, right? So there's, there's a statement, mind your business, okay? It's not being rude. It's actually a business term, knowing exactly how much money you need to make to make it worth your while, right? If you mind your business, then you'll see things ahead of time before they come into play. So you can see like um, housing market. You can, if you pay, if you, that's your business, you'll know when the housing market's gonna rise and when the housing market's gonna fall. Because you pay attention, you mind your business. So know your product, do research. You might spend, I spent weeks researching. In my free time, it wasn't sitting in front of the TV or, or on the computer or anything else. If I was on the computer, I was researching what I was going to sell next. And once I figured it out, it's like, okay, I'm sold on this. This is what I want to sell. Then I would order a test product, right? See if I really wanted to sell it. I got it. I checked it. I handled it. I played with it. I did whatever I could to it to see if it was worth me putting my name on it, right? Your brand is just an extension of you. So you decide if it's worth putting your name on. If it is, then start selling it. Order the minimum requirement. Like I said, it might be 100, it might be 1,000, it might be 100,000, depending on how big or small it is and where you're getting it from. And once you get that going, you'll see. It'll start emptying. I started off with... 25 speaker systems. They were given to me. They're, they were given to me. I got them for free. 25 speaker systems. I sold them for $75 each. What they were worth? $125. But they were an old technology, so people weren't interested in them. So the value got reduced. I got them for free, so anytime I sold one, I was making $70. Well, a little less than that. 
about $65 each one after shipping and taxes, right, and fees. So that's, that's a good deal, right? $65 each one? In two weeks, I sold them all. And people would bring me other stuff. Oh, you sell stuff? Okay, this is what I want for it. So tell me what they want for it. I would list it, sell it at a, at a, at a price that would benefit both of us, depending on what value I can find out you know, about it. And that's what I would use. So see, I, I keep talking about value and price and, and costs and everything, right? There's entire websites now that do everything for you. Do you know that? There's a site that you can go to. One of them's called, um, what's it called? Scout, something Scout. Oh, if you do a little bit of research, they're all over YouTube, everybody's talking about them. So one's called something Scout. If you type that in, put um, uh, Amazon products, right? Put Scout, Amazon products. It'll bring up several of these companies. And so what you do is you go in, you find a product number, like on Amazon, you plug it in, it'll tell you how much they paid for it. It tells you how much they paid for it and how much they're selling it for. And then it tells you how many sales they had in the last day, last week, in the last 30 days. It tracks everything for you. So you can see if it's worth you selling. Right? So I'm telling you, they make it so easy to make money nowadays. It's extremely easy. I have friends, they make millions of dollars. And they're playing golf. Because all this stuff is selling on a regular basis. This can be your reality. It's, it's very simple, it's not complicated. It's very simple. Does this help anybody? Yes? <laughs> so, the which one? Scout? Um, can't move my phone, just unplug it. Just give me a second and I'll tell you. We gotta hold my, my hand just right to to get the the what? It's it's a paid service though. So like you you have to pay for it. They're not gonna give you all the information for free. You know, they're doing all the hard work for you, but it's it's worth it. I'm yeah, because this is taking forever. Yeah. yeah so. So you understand this is very easy. It's, it's very easy to do. It doesn't cost you a whole lot of overhead until you want to like hire people to do it for you. And not only that, but you can, you, once you get one product going, you can do another product. 
into another product. What, what do you think happens? It becomes exponential, right? There's a guy that I haven't met personally, but there's a guy that he started off selling hiking shoes. He had just gotten out of prison. Nobody would hire him, couldn't find a job. Found how he can sell hiking shoes for, for really cheap. Started his own Shopify store. Okay? He's Shopify. Started his own Shopify store. You know how much money he made in one year? Profit? A million dollars. He went from no job, no income, to a million dollars. And guess what he loves to do? He loves to go hiking and being outdoors. So guess what? On top of that, he's never taken a vacation in his life. He's never taken a holiday in his life. You know why? Because he's out field testing his products he's selling. In the United States, that's a tax write-off. Because it has to do with marketing and research. So his trips are all paid for by his company and is not taxed personally for him. Because it's considered work. There's all kinds of ways to, to work around stuff. So understand, you obey the rules, right? But if you learn the rules and how the rich people have set them up, then you can use the rules to get rich as well. It's just very simple. Yeah, you, you learn to, it's called Jungle Scout. Junglescout.com. But there's another one that's a little better than it. It's called Amazon Place or something like that, or Amazon Work or something like that. That's a really good one as well. So I'm telling you, easy way, it took a little, a little over an hour, easy way to, to make your money work for you very easily. And I can tell you it works. I can show you old bank account records, show you that it works. And I loved it. I use PayPal too. So on top of my fees, PayPal charges you a fee as well. You know, there's only like five or 8%. And, but I liked it because I can just deposit straight into my account and I would have the money in my bank account in one day. So everything I sold, transferred into my account one day. Very quickly, it's faster than a credit card processing company. Because how many days does it take? Three, minimum, before you see it in your account. And if you use authorized.net or anything like that, I don't know what you use, um, but if you use authorized.net, you won't see it for over a week before it goes into your account. So it's just be smart. You can make money when money is in your hand faster than if it's in somebody else's hand and they're making money off of it, right? Yes. Um, if, like, let's say to do business in the city, they call, they charge like eight percent. I don't know what what is the percentage here. Twelve point five. So twelve point five percent to do 
business here for any of your sales, you want to take that in consideration of your pricing. Okay? So that's just the local price. That's not the fees Amazon charges on top. So you want to pay attention to everything. So that's what I'm saying. Like, understand you might sell something and you might only make 80 cents, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars on. But don't think of it as being small. Think about multiplication. So that small price, I could have walked away from the $2.50. Because I was selling stuff for $15, $20, profit with each sell. But they don't sell as much because when it's a smaller item, they smell, they sell, they smell, they sell faster. I'm thinking of this thing. <laughs> they sell faster, right? Because when it's a certain price range in the United States, it's $20. Anything under $20, it's a no-brainer. People buy immediately. So in India, you need to decide how much is that? That people will buy without even giving second thought. Because when it's a big purchase, what do they do? They think about it, right? They do research. They look at the reviews. They take their time making a buy. If you go to buy a car, what do you do? You drive this one. You try that one. You test drive it, right? See which one you like. You sit in them. You smell the car, right? You, you race them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You do different things like that, right? Because it's a huge decision. But when, it's a, when it falls in that gap to where people don't think about what they're buying, they'll buy it fast. So even if it's toilet paper, hey, it's something I need. You know, it's, it's reasonably priced. It's compared or even comparative. Even if it's the exact same price of what they can get it at the store, they're paying for convenience because they don't see it as a big loss. Right? So that's what you're selling. You're selling convenience on top of getting what they want. So it's a win-win, both sides. Any other questions? 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 You're going to think of like a thousand questions when you leave. But I'm trying to see if we got any questions right now that we can answer. Yes? No? The what? Private label. Private label, yes. No, it's it's legal. Yeah, private label, private labeling is legal. Now, copying an existing brand, like let's say, we go open a store and we make Nike, right? You get in trouble. That is illegal. But if we find the same company that makes Nike and we make do it or something, I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> just do, uh, you know, or something, I don't know, something that, that's catchy, then next thing you know, you're selling the exact same quality, but you're making the money. You see what I'm saying? So... So yeah, there's major difference between using an existing brand company and creating a private label. 
Because whether you realize it or not, even though you go to the store, right, and you see all these different teas, most of them are the exact same tea with different names, different packaging, different labels. In your mind, it tells you this one tastes different from this one. Did you know that? It's all in your mind. Exact same tea. It's very interesting. Some are different, but most of them are the same. And so they'll use buzzwords like premium, best roast, right? And we're suckers. Oh, that must be really good. Let me get that one. So you're willing to pay an extra couple of bucks, and it's the exact same thing. Because they've already established their brand as being good, right? So you begin to see it's all marketing. Using buzzwords that hook you. <laughs> all right? Any other questions? You good? Yes? You ready to eat something? Yes? No? Maybe so? No? No? 12.30? No way? Okay. Oh, okay. So Amazon has something called Amazon Fulfillment. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? So with Amazon, they've made it even easier. For a price, remember they don't do it for free, for a price, they will, well basically what you, have, what you do is you have your manufacturer, right? If I spelled that right, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't had this spell manufacturer in a long time, right? And so you purchase from the manufacturer, you have it shipped to Amazon Fulfillment. They deal with the customer service for you. They ship out the product for you. They do everything for you. So even though you might have a smaller profit on Amazon, this is the way to go. Why? Because they will side with you because they are representing you. Right, and the the shipping the the shipping, the shipping the shipping cost is also cheaper because they do the shipping, and they've worked it out with the the carriers for a better price. They have special pricing. Okay. So from them, it goes to the customer. La la la. Right? Yeah? Oh, yeah. And they're saying when it's shipped by Amazon, it looks more professional. Right? Because they see, like, your address, and they look it up on Google Maps, and they see your home, and you're like, what? what? Like, <laughs> this is a mom and pop shop, right? But when they see Amazon fulfillment, they're thinking big company. They just naturally think that. 
So this is the way you, you remove the overhead of having to deal with the shipping, the customer service, and everything yourself. They take care of it for you. Yes, you pay extra for it, and you want to make sure you add that to your cost. Okay? So what I did, and actually Jungle Scout and other companies do for you, is you plug in the numbers, right? And they have a spreadsheet, and they tell you what your profit's going to be. I'm telling you, they make it super easy. Super easy to sell on Amazon, also on eBay. So easy, I'm telling you. If I would have known this, back, if they had these tools when, when I was doing it, I would, I would be a millionaire easy. Because they simplify everything for you. For just a little cost. It's basically what I end up paying other people to do for me. Because that's what I did, ultimately. Before we, we shut it down and we went straight into working with, with the, the ministry, uh, JJLN, is we were running our online business. So I hired a couple of people to do all the shipping for me. Um, and I didn't have to worry about it. And I would go minister. So my 10 hours of work, they would do. And I would reward them well for it because I'm making two thousand over $2,000 a day. And so I say, you know what, for, for 10 hours a week, well, it wasn't even 10 hours. It was like an hour each day, seven hours a week, I'll give you $300. To them, they think it's a steal, right? And in reality, if somebody told you, if you work seven, seven hours a week, I'll give you 300 United States dollars, would you do it? Yeah, for seven hours? Even in the States, they'll do it. And it was freedom of mind. I didn't have to think about that. And because it becomes easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would have to have them ship to, like, let's say you do it on Amazon. Let's say you're doing a fulfillment service. So basically, you can have them fulfilled because when you ship them, they go to a, a Amazon warehouse. So you would have them shipped to an Amazon warehouse in the United States, and then they would be able to order off the American site, and they would sell. You 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 put in the pictures. You still put in the description. You do all of that. It doesn't take very long to do. And then they assign you a number, and that's it. I mean, basically, you just, you just take off. Yeah. But you have a huge market here, is what I'm saying. A lot of people think, well, I want to do Europe, or I want to do the United States, or anything. Like, you got billions of people here. And they're all ready to give their money away. Right? Yeah, especially those shirts with the sayings. Well, I don't know here, but over in America, they're super popular. Yeah. So, so for you, you would just need to 
like start with those and then you can extend your market. Yeah. So over there, work with those. Have a super, like super popular. And especially with women now, like all the comfort and all that stuff, they prefer to wear, to be wearing a nice comfortable workout shirt than to wear a regular shirt. And so, yeah. so then it would be hitting that market. So then you just get creative. You start looking for different shirts that that women would want to wear. And then you start putting their the quotes. Like you can do a lot of Christian ones, and you can do uh, just motivate. I'm sure here too. Right now, those motivational quotes are huge. So you have that huge advantage because, like, oh, you know, just um, what what's that? Um, stay calm. Have you heard? Have you guys heard that? That's super popular right now. Like, just yeah, drive on or or. Just keep, just keep eating and keep calm, or or you exercise and keep calm. All those things, and then so so you have right now. I think men, you have a really huge advantage, and then um, so I don't know if I were I would I would I would be looking into that like for, like for instance I always tell Anthony I'm into I'm in me personally I'm into pet stuff, so so I like I like shirts that say like. I'm a proud dog mom or like, you know, uh, just things like that. Um, so that's, that's when knowing your market comes in because, because then you start seeing, okay, what, like women, what are the, what are the quotes that they're really looking at? Like, um, are you, she, they might, the girls here might be familiar with Pinterest. <clears throat> Pinterest? Okay, so like for you, get on Pinterest and look at in Google, Google shirts for, they have shirts for men too. I mean, not Google, just on, search on Pinterest, like um, shirts with quotes, and see and see all. You'll see all these shirts that and and that come up, and then you see like um, you know, you then you can Google search like you know whatever I don't know, but it'll give you creative ideas on how to what what things what wordings you can play with. So like, oh, you know that one, I would rephrase it and say this instead. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I think you have a huge market. Yeah. And there's companies like with T-shirts where you don't have to buy the T-shirt. You just put in the design, and they will make the T-shirt on demand. So they'll do it for you. So another great idea uh, that I haven't presented to you yet is how many read books? You read books? Like music? Any music, right? Um, who's like an, um, a musician or, or a singer or anything like that? So, okay, so, so basically, maybe you don't like books, okay? Maybe you like music, but you don't like singing, <laughs> or you don't sound the best, right? <laughs> maybe you sound really good in the shower, but not a, oh, not with a mic, right? <laughs> So <laughs> there's different ways to make money as well on Amazon. Do you know that? You can write a book and sell it on Amazon, costs you nothing. And every time they sell a book of yours, you make money. It's called in, uh, intelligent property. Intellectual property, sorry. Intellectual property. 
And so you know something that people want to know. Right? How to be a Christian businessman. You know, and you come up with a catchy title. How to be a Christian businessman in a secular world. Right? And so what are you going to talk about? Keeping your principles, keeping your morals, operating with integrity, you know, different things like that. That there's a lot of business people that are like, I want that modeled. I want to know how they do this. What are the situations they've been confronted with, right, that need to be explained out? Don't lie, because it'll come, come out, especially if the book becomes huge, right? <laughs> just be honest. Share, share your, I'm telling you, share not just your victories, but share your, your faults and what you learn from, learn from your failures. And you'll see those books they sell. You don't have to be some magnificent writer either. I can show you books from T.L. Osborne, sold millions of copies. And in his paragraphs, one sentence. Next paragraph, one sentence. And I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> because what he's saying is important. And it's so common language, nobody can miss what he's saying. And I was like, wow. This, I, I, I read this book, I was like, I can write. I can write. I'm not, I'm not good with grammar and spelling, but I can write. You, know? <laughs> you can ask my wife. She's always having to go fix all my stuff. <laughs> but it was like, I could do this. If Teal Osborne was able to do this, I can do this. Right? And it could be simple truths, which you're already preaching, but how much more you can reach with a written word. Right? So don't sell it short. You can write a book, create it so it's sold on Kindle. Kindle. And you get a percentage of every sale. You get like 60%. Of every sale. So if it sells for 10, your book, let's say your book sells for $10 on Kindle, guess how much money you get? $6. And then they tell their friends about it, guess what happens? Your book skyrocket. Not only that, but they give you the ability to go in and say, I'm going to make a introduction um, promotion to where I can give the, the Kindle book away for free to generate sales, and they'll let you do it. Because they understand it works. So you can give away 50 books for free on Facebook, driving them to buy your book on Kindle. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of ways to work this. Music. If you start recording some music, maybe it's just, um, what do you call it, jingles. Right? Let's say you play the keyboard, you make some jingles and stuff. You can sell the jingle. You know how much I pay for jingles? 15 to $30 every time. 15 to $30. I use, I use jingles for videos and everything else. Imagine if you sold a jingle 200 times at $15. Yeah, an eight second jingle, eight bucks, $10, $12. And so the jingles I'm looking at, I, I get they're like two minutes, three minutes, tops. So you can start making little things. Use what you have, the skills you have. And I'm, I'm telling you, you can write books. You can, there's all kinds of ways to make money nowadays. 
Okay? Any other questions? No other questions? You got what you needed? Yeah? You can sell graphics nowadays. You know, if you're a photographer, there's a website you can sell pictures. It'd be pictures of people. Pictures of people walking, different areas. Untapped market. Yeah, especially because y'all have beaches here. Yeah, you have beaches here. All kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, they sell. Everything's will sell. That's what I'm saying. There's, it's just opening your mind to realize everything around you makes money. It does. It makes money. So, just a quick, quick story. Everybody heard of Robert Kiyosaki? No, nobody's heard of Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki. It's Kiyosaki. Sorry, Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki, he wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right? In the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he talks about how his rich dad was teaching him business, how to make money. So him and his best friend, it was his best friend's dad, he called him his rich dad. His poor dad was the one who was highly educated, had a PhD, and had trouble financially. Right? So his rich dad had a bunch of businesses. So him and his buddy decided, well, we want to learn how to make money. So they first started off trying to make nickels. So they found a way to make nickels. And they were doing it when um, the, the poor dad came home and said, what are you doing? So oh, we're making money. <laughs> he kind of chuckled. He goes, what do you mean? You're making money. He goes, yeah, yeah, we found a way to imprint on this this metal, the sign of the nickel, and they were making nickels. Like literally making nickels. <laughs> Which is completely illegal, by the way, don't do it. <laughs> and so um, his dad like laughed at him and then told him, no, no, you can't do that, that's not the way you do it. Ask your friend's dad to do it, you know, teach you how to make money. And so he did, they went and they asked him, he gave him a job in a convenience store for five cents an hour. So this was a long time ago, okay? Five cents an hour. And so him and his friend, they swept, they stocked, they cleaned that store after school every day. And after several weeks, they were frustrated. They're like, this is, this is not good. This is a bad deal. They're supposed to be teaching us how to make money. And here we are, barely making five cents an hour, maybe 10, 15 cents a day. This is not good. So they schedule a meeting with the dad, and they go into his office and said, well, we are not happy with five cents a day. So dad looks at him and smiles. He said, what about 10 cents a day? I mean, 10 cents an hour. And he said, yeah, they're looking at each other. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. It's double. He said, what about 25 cents an hour? They're looking at each other like, that's a, yeah, that's really awesome. He goes, what about $5 an hour? And they're looking at each other like, okay, something's about to happen because it sounds too good to be true, right? And he said, 
you're still selling yourself. He goes, it's good that you got to the point of frustration, but you're still selling yourself for a price. And he sat him down. He explained to him business. He says, there's common things around you every day that you're not paying attention to because you're not thinking business. You're only thinking self-gratification. He said, so think business and you will start noticing things. He said, so somehow we walked out of that office with still five cents an hour, right? <laughs> and we go back to work the next day. He said, but when they're at work, they noticed that the, the, the shopkeeper, the manager of the store, was cutting out the, the USB code, you know, the barcode, off of comic books, and then throwing the whole pile of comic books in the trash. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, um, well, they didn't sell. They're, they're last months, and we have to get rid of them every, every month. What do you think happened? They were like, cha-ching, business idea. So what they did is they converted their, their basement into a comic book library and charged five cents an hour for every child who wanted to read the comic books. They couldn't take them home. They had to read them there. So they had couches and everything there. And they hired their sister for 10 cents an hour to run the, the, the comic book library. And they're still working for five cents an hour, but now their mindset's changing. So at the end of one week alone, they had made over $12, which for children at that time was huge. Because with 10 cents, you could go to the movie, buy popcorn, and, and get a drink, all for 10 cents, just to give you an idea. So for them to make $12, over $12, was like the equivalent of them making $1,000 today. So you look at it, there's always business opportunities around you. You just need to learn to start identifying them and deciding if that's something you want to do. Right? Sound good? Are we good? Still time? 30 minutes? Okay. So, any other questions? Questions? You want to hear testimonies? Huh? You want to hear how basically I started the online business? Yes? No? Maybe so? Okay, so let me back up. I'm going to tell you two testimonies. That they basically end up in one, but there are two testimonies. Um, I was self-employed. Um, like I said, I was working for myself. I actually worked for several companies. Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. That way everybody can see me. You know. um, so I was basically working for several companies. I was fixing all their stuff. I was making okay money. They were making more money than I was. You know, I was making them rich, but I, like I said, I was still learning. And um, one day, in, in the United States, we have Black Friday. You have Black Friday here? You know what I'm talking about? Black Friday? Yeah? Okay, so Black Friday is a day 
all kinds of items or products go on sale. And it's after our holiday Thanksgiving. Okay, so it's always on a Friday. And so we call it Black Friday because everything's like listed way below where it's supposed to be. So on a Black Friday that was coming up, I saw that this, there was this 32-inch TV for 132 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd like to get one of those TVs for myself, you know, put it in my room, have my own TV. Yeah, 32 inches. I'm not being greedy. It's not like I was asking for a 70-inch TV or something, you know. 32 inches is pretty good. And so um, I started talking to God about it because I started realizing he's my provider, right? And so it was just funny because I, I take Philippians 4:19, my God to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I was like, well, I'm in Christ Jesus, so he will supply all my needs. So I go to God, and I'm like, Father, I know it's not a need. I know this is not a need, but I want to test you in this. I want to see if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're truly my provider. So I told God. And so anytime I would think about the TV, I started thanking him for it. I was like, God, I thank you for my new TV. Play some games on it, you know, do, do different things, watch some movies. And I was like, God, I thank you. And then I made the mistake of telling Daisy what I was believing for. Because I still needed to pay all my bills. It's getting to the end of the month. So I, she helped me learn a lot of financially, as you can kind of tell just how she talks. Um, because I used to have the mindset, I see it, I buy it, right? I worry about the bills at the very end of the, whenever it came down to the wire. It's like, oh, that's nice, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll get that, okay. You know, Daisy, she'll sit and, and she's actually the exact opposite. She'll think about it, do I need it? No, I don't really need it. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to get it. And she's thinking down the road, Right? And so she had to teach me to change my mindset because that way I can pay my bills. I'm no longer a bachelor. I'm looking to get married and, and taking care of a family and a house and all kinds of other stuff, right? So basically, I tell her, I'm believing God for this. And she's like, you have to pay over $350 for your bills for this month. And you haven't paid them yet. So do you have any of that money? I was like, I don't. Mind you, this is two days before the holiday. And so we get into an argument, and she's using scripture on me. She's like, you save a little, you gain a little. And this is how the Bible works. And, and you're abusing God, and you're abusing his grace. And she's like going off on me. And I'm like, I know what you're saying is true. I, I know what you're saying is true. But this is what I'm asking God for. And she's like, fine. And I'm like, you which men who are married, you know exactly what fine means. Means this is not over. <laughs> right? <laughs> so even though they said fine and even though the conversation might end, did not end. <laughs> and so I you know, I go through the day. I come back and I made four hundred dollars. I needed three hundred and fifty. I made four hundred dollars. I'm excited. I'm even planning out my head. 
well, that, the, that bill's not really due to the next week after the new month, so I can probably skip that bill and no, no, no. Daisy doesn't think that way. I get home <laughs> and I'm like, because I was using her car, you know, so I get back to her house and then um, I pull out the money. She's like, great. She says, here's the $50 that'll last us through the weekend, right? Because there's feasting, there's family, there's all kinds of stuff. And I was like, okay. And it's, it's almost like she couldn't wait to get it out of her mouth, right? She's like, so uh, did you put aside the money for the TV? <laughs> nope. So you don't have the money for the TV? I guess not, because you just took all my money for the bills, you know? Because <laughs> she's helping me, you know. She's like, no, no, you're going to put this aside, you're going to pay your bills, that comes first. Whatever's left, that's, that's for you to play with, you know. I'm like, fine. I'm going to sit here and pout. No. Um, I was just like, God, okay. And she's like, so where's the money? I was like, it's not midnight yet. This is the day before the holiday, okay? The day before the holiday. And I'm like, it's not midnight yet. Still believe in God. So we get into another heated negotiation, right? Talking about the Word of God. And I get a call in the middle of it. A friend of mine calls me and says, um, can you meet me over here at the store? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so that was normal. I would go meet him on multiple occasions and just talk about God's Word and different things. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I drive over there. And we're arguing all the way there, right? Finally, I'm just like, you know what? I've had it up to here. I'm, like, I'm done. Okay, and I said, you need to be still and see that God is my source. And be quiet. Because if he's my source and you marry me, because we were dating at the time, you marry me, then it be, that means that he is your source. And she finally got quiet. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> wiping away the sweat and everything, because she was grilling me, you know? She was like interrogating me, and I was like, okay, fine, she's finally quiet. Pull up to to the the place we're meeting a friend. I get out of the car, because Daisy was with me. I get out of the car, go to their their truck. They hand me an envelope. So God told me to give this to you. So something else, just a little nugget. Anytime somebody gives something to you, you don't look at what they give you. You bless them immediately. Because if they give you two bucks, let's say they give you ten rupees. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pray a two, uh, a ten rupee prayer, right? Right? Oh, oh bless the Lord. <laughs> right? <laughs> but if you don't see, <laughs> no, good. <laughs> so, like, if you don't see what's there, then then you you can imagine whatever you want. A million dollars, you know, a hundred million rupees, yes. Right now, in Jesus' name, a hundredfold back in Jesus' name, right? And so I just, I blessed them, I prayed for them, and then I waited for them to leave. And I'm I'm walking around the trunk of the car, or the boot, I don't know if y'all call it the boot or not. And so I'm walking around the trunk of the car, I glimpse into the envelope. Remember, I only needed $132 or $232, that's all I needed. There was almost a thousand dollars in the envelope. 
I'm blown away. I'm sincerely blown away. But I did the Christian manly thing to do, you know? I go and I swing the car door open and I throw the envelope on your lap and I go, where's your faith, woman? <laughs> and she's like, what? What do you mean? And she like grabs the envelope and she starts looking through it and starts counting the money and breaks, starts bawling. And she starts repenting before God. God, I'm so, I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. You are provider. And to this day, she challenges me now. She's like, what, you going to believe God for that? No, oh, that's easy. You going to believe God for that? <laughs> sorry. <you know? laughs> and so it's just amazing just knowing that God is our provider, right? And so I didn't buy the TV. Okay? I was completely blown away. We went on Black Friday, and we bought tons of toys. And we gave all the toys away to orphanages and to kids who couldn't, their parents couldn't avoid, afford toys. The very next year, God blesses me with a 65-inch TV. Yeah. I was going to settle for a 32-inch, right? It's like... I had this little in my hand, and God's like hiding the big TV behind his back, right? He's like, you want the little 32-inch? I look right here. He's like, but I like it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, let it go <laughs> so you can get the bigger one, right? And so anyways, so Christmas came. It was January of next year, and I'm having just a talk with God. And God, God tells me, can you, be, can you believe me for $1,000 a week? $1,000 a week? I was like, I can work all day, every day, repairing electronics. I won't make $1,000 a week. I'm, bless you. I was like, I'm kind of curious. How, are you, how is he going to make this work? How is God going to make this work? You know? I was like, but you're God. You're God. I guess you can sell a cow. You know, I tell them, you can sell a cow so I can have $1,000 a week. So I'm just going to thank you for it. So I just started thanking God for it. God, I thank you. Thank you for $1,000 a week. You are faithful. You, your word is true. Thank you for $1,000 a week. A month goes by. I've seen nothing. Nothing. He goes, can you believe me? For $2,000 a week. I'm like, I haven't seen the win. And you want me to believe for $2,000 a week? Well, you're God. He says all the gold is yours, all the silver is yours. And you own cattle on a thousand hills. I guess you have to sell two cows a week. So I can have $2,000 a week, right? And so I did this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, in the, in the middle of that, Daisy and I are preparing to get married. So I can tell you, tons of testimonies. We got married completely debt-free. The wedding dress should have cost thousands of dollars. She, she paid $50 for it. $50, walked out of the store, $50 with the dress. And just God's provision over and over and over, and we're just blown away and just watching everything unfold. All the decorations, the location, everything completely paid for everything and we didn't even have it where we were at we tra traveled five hours away and had it there 
completely paid for. You're like, this is amazing. God is amazing, you know? So we get married. The very first month after we're married is when they approached, my friends approached me and said, can you sell this online? Sure. Within that month, I was making $1,000 a week. A month later, I was making over $2,000 a week. Just like what happened when God told me, can you believe for this? And it just kept growing, kept growing. And I didn't even realize it. Daisy, she stops me one morning. And she's like, have you looked at the bank account? No, what for? There's money in it. You know, <laughs> the only time you start looking at the bank accounts when you're like rubbing nickels to keep warm, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and I'm just like, no, there's money in it. Like, well, what do, what do you mean? She's like, no, no, no. Go back and look at every deposit. We were making two and three deposits a week for 1000 2000 3000 Every week, multiple deposits a week. And so I was like, okay, like I don't, I don't see the, the point of this, but okay. So I go back and I look at the very beginning of it. For a solid month, $1,000 a week. And I was like, this is interesting. And then I look at the second month, and it's $2,000 a week and greater. And I was just like blown away because I realized I only like was faithful thanking God for it for two months. But he was faithful to perform it even months after I'd forgotten about it. How amazing he is. I was completely blown away. I, I, I started bawling right there in front of my computer. I had to move my keyboard out of the way because the, the waterworks were on, you know. And I was like, God, you're so amazing. You're so amazing. And that's how I started, basically started the internet business. And it took off. And so it's just understanding that God is he's good. And there's a lot of lessons I learned from it, you know. And so even after that, I can tell you, when we went to go work for a ministry for the first several